Sloth Uni. I promised y'all an exciting wild card, didn't I? We did pretty good in predictions this year, again in the wild card. We went 5-1, which is a slight step down from last season, but it's still pretty damn good. Last year's Divisional smoked a pack on us, so we gotta get it back in blood. It's another great slate, but for this video, we're only gonna be covering the Saturday games. Let's get right into this though. Y'all know the drill. Grab some grub, get comfortable, and strap those tinfoil hats on, because class is now in session. Put your headphones on, get ready to go. Prepare yourself for a stereo show. The whole world's mad for the modernized sound of the stereo disc and the tape with the earphones bass on the left side, singing on the right side. Kicking off this two-game Saturday slate, we got the Jaguars at Arrowhead Stadium against the Chiefs. Chiefs are minus eight and a half at home, which is a pretty big gap in the point total because, honestly, I felt like it would have been a bit smaller. I felt like it would have been about minus five and a half considering how the Jags have been playing, considering the comeback they had against the Chargers. But I do have a feeling why it is this high. We're going to get into that in the Chiefs segment. But starting off with the Jaguars. They're coming off one of the biggest comebacks in playoff history. I had a feeling middle of the game they were going to come back. I did pick the Jaguars initially to win the game. And even when they were down, I just had a feeling they were going to come back because one, the Chargers aren't a good second half team. Historically, they just haven't been a second half, a good second half team. And Justin Herbert, throughout his career, has been a horrible fourth quarter comeback. He didn't throw a fourth quarter pick like I predicted he would, but he did have a pretty, pretty bad second half or fourth quarter. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take it as a win. I, I don't want to see my boy win, uh, losing. I, I, um, I'm not the biggest Justin Herbert fan, but I do acknowledge he is extremely talented. One of the best or one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league, I will say. But we're not talking about Justin Herbert. We're here to talk about Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence is playing as good as anybody at the quarterback position. He was able to shake off a really rough start. And the defense was able to hold it down when they were 27-0. It takes, it takes a certain type of quarterback to be able to throw four picks and be able to still come back the game and win. Because when you throw four picks, your, your confidence is just... So, some people, their confidence is just, it's just lower and low. Like they, at that point, you threw four picks, you're down 27-0, you feel like you don't even got a chance. Like, But this guy, this team, man, I've had a feeling Doug Peterson was going to make a huge impact on this team and in Trevor Lawrence. And I said at the beginning of the season, Doug Peterson is the perfect head coach to come in to this young Jaguars team after everything that happened with Urban Meyer. He's a perfect he's a perfect candidate to come in, change the culture, put in a winning culture. He's a Super Bowl winning head coach. He's had a lot, a lot of success in the past. And I believe that he would groom Justin Herbert, or not Justin, groom Trevor Lawrence to become Justin Herbert loser. Free in my mind, everybody. But he would groom Trevor Lawrence to becoming a great NFL quarterback and taking that next step in his second season. But at the end of the day, they were still down 27-0, which 
is a problem we should address. I feel like a lot of people aren't really just like taking that into account. They were like, yeah, it's a it's a great comeback, but they they were still down 27-0. And against the Chiefs, you go down 27-0, you not coming back. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. But I, I I feel like I don't think the Chiefs have ever, with Patrick Mahomes, that is, I don't think they've ever lost a game when they were up 27-0. I, I don't think that's ever happened. But the Jaguars, can they continue being this year's Cincinnati Bengals with a Chiefs upset after they just upset an AFC West team? I made comparisons to this Jaguars team to last year's Bengals team, one of the hottest teams coming into the wild card. They upset an AFC West team. The Bengals, they didn't do it twice, though. They did it twice. Before they went and saw the Chiefs, but the Jaguars, they, they still upset they still upset an AFC West team. They were one of the hottest teams going into the wild card. And they play the Chiefs. So if they if they get a Chiefs upset, imagine if this is just hypothetical. Imagine if <laughs> they beat the Chiefs somehow, some way, and they go and face the Bengals. <laughs> It'll be the actual Bengals against this year Bengals. Who who would win? I mean, I'm take. I, I would personally take the Bengals, the act, the actual Bengals. But it's, it's neither here nor there. We still got a lot of football left to play before that even happens. But getting into the Chiefs, the last time these teams played, actually this season, Mahomes absolutely schmurdered the Jaguars earliest this season with a four touchdown game. And I, I mean, to be the Chiefs got rid of Tyreek Hill, and Patrick Mahomes got better. Tyreek Hill did get better as well. I don't know why people thought Tyreek Hill was just going to leave the Chiefs, join two, and fall off the face of the earth. I I, I remember I remember people were saying Tyreek Hill is going to have one of the worst careers of the season. Man, now he dropped 1K yards, and he had damn near the best career of the season. But we're not here to talk about Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins. You know that. I'll be good. I'll be good. But this is Patrick Mahomes' second best season since his quote-unquote rookie season which was his sophomore season, but it was his first season starting in the league since he didn't even really play his actual rookie year. But the only teams to beat the Chiefs this year, other than the Colts, you know, I don't, I, that game, they was just, they, Chiefs were tweaking. I don't, I, <laughs> I don't know what they were on that. Colts just had their number all game long. Maybe the Jaguars will do the same. You know, who, who knows? Who knows? But the only teams to have beaten the Chiefs this season, other than the Colts, have been the Bills and the Bengals, who are two powerhouses, along with the Chiefs, of the AFC. I personally feel like there aren't a lot of teams that have just the explosiveness and firepower to compete with the Chiefs. The Jaguars, they have it, but they gotta be on their A game. If they on their B game, they getting cooked. They in the A minus game, they getting cooked. They gotta, they gotta be on their A plus to compete with the Chiefs which they can do. They can do it. I'm not going to say they can't do it. It's going to be a great game. I personally think it's going to be a great game. This is probably going to be my favorite game of the Saturday slate. But man, the Chiefs, I'm sorry, the Chiefs, they're, they're just they're just so good. I, I don't get it. Like, I get it, but it doesn't make, it, it's not fair. They, they actually have a competent running game now, too. Like, with Isaiah Pacheco, he's been balling out. But this is the first time in years Patrick Mahomes has had a competent running game. And it's it's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. He he deservedly is going to get the MVP. And he may be the first quarterback to win regular season MVP 
a Super Bowl and Super Bowl MVP in the same season, which it would be the most Patrick. He, he's the only man in the NFL I can see like doing that right now. I mean, maybe maybe, maybe Tua, you know. <laughs> Tua stays healthy. I, I feel like he, feel like he can do it as much as anybody. You know, so Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes will more than likely be the first quarterback to do it. But closing this one out, final verdict: I'm picking the Chiefs. I'm, I'm not gonna pick an upset against the Chiefs. I do love me some Trevor Lawrence. I do think Trevor Lawrence is a dog? I do think the Jaguars, an extremely good football team, very underrated team. I think they're gonna rule that division for a while unless some other team in there gives a quarterback maybe the Colts the Titans while they're while they're still really good right now they get a quarterback or the, the Texans yeah no, no, no. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe the Texans finally figure it out but I, I was uh, yeah 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 on to the Giants Eagles game <laughs> on to the Giants Eagles game the Giants are going to Philadelphia against the Philadelphia Eagles who are minus seven and a half at home. And to be honest, the, the Giants, they, they were the one game that I got wrong in the wild card round. You know, I'll, I'll give them a round of applause. Hey, clap. Yeah, clap it up, everybody. <laughs> I, I didn't expect the Giants to beat the Vikings. The Giants are an extremely impressive football team. They pulled off an extremely impressive win against the Vikings. It was one of Daniel Jones' best games of his career. Maybe not statistically. Definitely wasn't his statistically best. But it was one of his most impressive and best on the field just watching him. Consistent, great games of his career. And, I mean, Brian Dable, he, I, that was my number one head coach prospect. You know, no disrespect to Mike McDaniel. I love you, my guy. I I said I was going to talk about the Dolphins, but I got to find a way. You know I got to find a way. But Brian Dable was one of my, not even one, he was my number one head coach candidate. I I wanted Brian Dable. I saw what he was cooking up with on the Bills with Josh Allen. And I I wanted some of that cooking. Mike McDaniel got some nice cooking too. He, he, filet mignon. (laughs) Brian Dable is cooking up there too. (laughs) His his cooking is, hey, the way he been cooking with his team, he, he done turned Daniel Jones around, let me tell you. Daniel Jones, I'll give him his props. He's been playing very well. Statistically, maybe not the best. Maybe not too great statistically. But they haven't given him much to work with. His best wide receiver, or his most paid wide receiver, Kenny Galladay, is a shell of himself. His best wide receiver that he's had all season, Wondell Robinson and Sterling Shepard, both season-ending injuries. Like, he, he hasn't had much to work with, so, and he, he's been doing the best he can with what he has to work with. He's trying to make chicken salad out of chicken shit, but at the end of the day, stat-wise, you're still, it's good, still gonna taste like shit because you can't turn in, you can't, can't turn shit into something good. But Daniel Jones, he's been doing the best what he can. And, you know, he, he made it, he made it taste a little less shit-like. <laughs> uh, this is not Daniel Jones disrespect. I'm not trying to disrespect Daniel. This is not Daniel Jones disrespect. Kid has been balling out as much as he can with what he's been getting. But this offense, deservedly so, runs through Saquon Barkley. That was one of the biggest grimaces I had with this offense in the few years that Ryan Dable wasn't here. If you have an offensive talent like Saquon Barkley, 
and you don't run your offense through Saquon Barkley when you don't have an elite talent at quarterback. Again, no disrespect to Daniel Jones. I still I think he will have a very solid season and career, or not season, I think he'll have a very solid career with the Giants. I think he'll be extremely successful. Don't know if he'll ever win a Super Bowl, but I think he will be their franchise quarterback. I feel like he has proved that this season. They need to go and get him a legitimate wide receiver one and truly see what he can do. But Brian Dayball had a feeling he was going to run this uh, this offense through Saquon Barkley. And that is the only chance they have at beating the Eagles, a Saquon Barkley masterclass. Because boy, oh boy, did they get squashed earlier in this season. 48 to 22 by the Eagles and got swept in a series. Now, divisional games are harder to predict, but I feel like the, this is just, this, this, I don't think it's going to be a murder, but I think the Eagles will handle business because the Eagles get into the Eagles when they're one of my favorite Super Bowl teams. They're, they're one of my favorites to get to the Super Bowl. They've been dominant all season long. I feel like they personally just outclassed the Giants. And they, <laughs> I feel like it would be one of the most surprising losses of the divisional round if they do get upset. I will say, though, all of their losses this season came in the back half of the season when there were chinks in the armor showing. They started getting, the, you know, they started getting a little caught lacking. They wasn't looking like the Eagles in the first half of the season, albeit they were still extremely dominant. They weren't as dominant as they were in the first half of the season. They still cooked the, the, the Giants 48-22 in the back half of the season, though. So don't get your hopes up, Giants fans. Don't, 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 don't get your hopes up. <laughs> if, if, De- if Daniel Jones throws three touchdowns in this game against the Eagles, I, I will clap. If he, throw, if, he, if he even upsets the Eagles, I, I'll give him the biggest round of it. He will, he will shock me like completely like I never thought Daniel Jones was just complete like garbage other than maybe his first season but then after that he started improving and he's looked a bit better I didn't I still don't think he'll ever be like truly elite but I do think he'll have a solid career and that that's that's not that's not a small thing in the NFL like there's not a lot of quarterbacks who just come out and have all these long careers because for every (laughs) For every, let's just say, for every Kirk Cousins and or Derek Carr, there's hundreds, dozens, thousands of Sam Darnolds, <laughs> Sam Bradfords. I don't know what it is with the Sams, but uh, I was gonna say Ryan Tannehill, but let me not disrespect my guy. All love, all love Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> but there is Marcus Mariota's, there's Jameis Winston's, there's Josh. Josh Rosen's? Oh, that brought that horrible memories. But there's, there's quite a lot of quarterbacks who are one and duns, two and duns. Oh, yeah, Zach Wilson. <laughs> I, listen, no, no. I, I, actually, uh, Zach, Zach Wilson, I was I was never the biggest fan of Zach Wilson, even coming out of the draft. Maybe Mac Jones will even be added to this list. Who knows? What's going on over there in New England, man? Get this guy some help. <laughs> Jeez up with these teams that this that's one thing this is this is completely off topic by the way we're about to end it off but this is one thing that i i truly don't understand about teams how are you going to have a young quarterback 
it, it, it really like irks my soul because they'll get it'll have the media and everybody on social media talking about how this quarterback is garbage. Like he he how is he ever gonna be a Patrick Mahomes, a Aaron Rodgers, a Tom Brady, a, a, a Joe Burrow? Like in you look at his wide receiving core and he's got Bo Bo. I was gonna say I was gonna say Bo Scarborough, but that that's a, that's a real person. Let me not disrespect. Um, Tommy Jackson and I don't, I, don't, I, I can't think of fake names right now. But <laughs> he's got a bunch of he's got a bunch of farmers and, and nobodies. Ralph shouldn't say I'm not be disrespectful, but he's got a bunch of average to below average players in the NFL at the wide receiver position. Like there's people out here absolutely killing Justin Fields right now. And you look at his wide receiving core, and okay, he has Darnell Mooney, who Darnell Mooney. I, I love me some Darnell Mooney, but he's 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 got Darnell Mooney, and he's got Darnell Mooney, and he's got Darnell Mooney. Like who else is he throwing the throwing the ball to? Velis Jones. They just traded for Chase Claypool. Come on now, give the guy a break. I think Justin Fields is going to turn into a wonderful quarterback in this league. Maybe not completely elite. But he's shown enough to warrant going out and getting him a top-tier wide receiver. Because in college, he wasn't even that much of a rushing quarterback. He was more known for his passing in college. And he gets to the NFL, and he's one of the most dominant rushing quarterbacks in the league. And everybody's like, oh, he's a running back. (laughs) He's not that much of a passer. But it's like, bro... He's not that much of a passer because his wide receivers are consistently getting blanketed. All they have to do to stop the passing game is double up Darno Mooney or bracket Darno Mooney and they, you stop the you stop the Bears passing game. Like that's why it's so impressive what Daniel Jones is actually doing. He he his best wide receiver is Richie James. That's <laughs> no disrespect. Or, or Darius Slayton. I'm sorry. But like it, the Eagles the, their defense should be able to lock up those two. Oh, is he gonna throw it to Daniel Bellinger? Get this guy some. Get these guys some wide receivers. Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones should be a pretty good quarterback in the league. Maybe not the most creme de la creme. Maybe, you know, he's not too. <laughs> but, but like his best wide receiver is Tyquan Thornton. That just is Jacoby Myers. It, it was Jacoby Myers. But I mean, is it Devontae Parker? Is it, is it Tyquan Thornton? I forgot the name of that new guy who just started breaking out in the offense. He was the, literally the only explosive player other than Ramondre Stevenson they had in their entire offense. Like, give these young guys a break, man. Like, it, it, it truly, like, irks my soul when people say these young quarterbacks are extremely garbage. And you're just like, who are they throwing to? But see, Zach Wilson, that, that's, yeah guys got Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore. He had Brees Hall and he still wasn't getting it done. That's 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 rough. Look at Kenny Pickett. Kenny Kenny Pickett, he started off a little rough, but he has Deontay Johnson. He had I'm not saying he's a pro, I'm not saying he's a product of these people, but he has Deontay Johnson. He has Pat Fryermuth who's becoming a very good tight end in this league, and he has George Pickens who's one of my favorite wide receivers in the draft. Like Kenny Pickett looks good. I, I I wonder why. He actually has a good, you know, a group of receivers to throw to. Kenny Pickett is probably going to be very nice in this league, considering the Steelers always draft 
great at wide receiver. Should have a plentiful of wide receivers to throw to. But I, I'm, I'm sick of the narrative that great quarterbacks, it doesn't matter who, they're, who the wide receiver court is. Because you look at every single great quarterback other than Tom Brady, li- literally, other than Tom Brady, I, you can say Patrick Mahomes, he's had Travis Kels for every single year he's been in this league. Travis Kels is, if he was a wide receiver, he would be one of the best wide receivers. Sorry. He would be... <laughs> I had to look, I had a little burp, but he would be one of the best wide receivers. This has been a long rant, but he would be one of the best wide receivers in the league. He is arguably the best tight end of all time. And he's had Tyreek Hill. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. The Chiefs will more than likely go out and draft a great wide receiver this year. And Patrick Mahomes is going to make him look like a freaking beast, but he will be a beast. Patrick Mahomes, he's, he's on the threshold of that Brady level of like doing it with no matter, doesn't matter. Because Brady, in my recent memory, was one of the only quarterbacks, or if not the only quarterback, to do it with absolutely, like, damn near nobody on your wide receiver core for an entire season. Patrick Mahomes, I feel like he's getting up to that level, but I feel like he hasn't quite yet reached that. I want to see it. I mean, I don't want to see him without Travis Kelce because I love seeing Patrick Mahomes work. I love seeing Patrick Mahomes hoop. I love seeing Patrick Mahomes cook. I don't want to see Patrick Mahomes struggling. That would be bad for the entirety of the league. The NFL is better than Patrick Mahomes is at, e- is at his peak, elite. But look, you can just look at, I'm just, oh my gosh, it's crazy. The 49ers, listen, Brock Purdy, not to take anything away from him, Brock Purdy is killing it. Brock Purdy is killing it. <laughs> like, he has George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and he has CMC in the backfield. With one of the best offensive minds in the league. This is how you set up young quarterbacks for greatness. It's mind-boggling, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy! <laughs> like, look at Jared Goff on the Lions. They, they got a Mon Ra. They, they got a Mon... <laughs> uh, I was going to say a Mon Ra twice, but they got a Mon Ra. They've got DJ Chark, who... Don't discredit DJ Chark. He was he's still solid. They've got a mile rod, they got DJ Chark, they just drafted Jamison Williams. They did have TJ Hawkinson, but they traded him. They got DeAndre Swift, and they've got Jamal Williams in a running game. Like, come on. How many times does a quarterback have to have absolutely nobody a wide receiver and just be cast away into the wind? Not even given a true chance for real. Like, look at look at Tua without Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. I mean, people still think Tua's garbage, but I personally, I always believed in Tua. He was one of my favorite draft prospects in the league or in that draft. And I'll, I'll be, I'll, he he wasn't living up to his full potential without great wide receivers. Like his best wide receiver at one point in time was Lynn Bowden Jr., who who I love. I, I feel like he deserves a spot in this league. I wish he was still on his roster, but he is currently unemployed. In a, a certain point in that season, his best wide receiver was Mike Jasicki, who is not getting... Uh, listen, I love me some Mike Jasicki, best gritty in the league. <laughs> Und, undisputed, undisputed best gritty in the league. You're number one, bruh. But he's not getting re-signed. That is, that, that's more, that's more, it's more scheme issue. He doesn't really fit our scheme. I think, firstly, I think Mike Jasicki is going to go to some team and absolutely ball out, become 
a top five tight end in this league because he has that type of potential. But it wasn't until he actually got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle that Tua really started showing his true colors. Look at look at Kyler when he got D-Hop. Look at Stephon Diggs when he got, I mean, Josh Allen when he got Stephon Diggs. People want to talk about how great Joe Burrow is. Well, yeah, he had Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd to throw the ball to the second he stepped into the league. I, I, I wonder, I will, gee. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a freaking beast. He is a beast, but he has all these dogs at wide receiver to throw to. People are like, oh man, Josh Allen guy, he's not, he's not that great. Even though he's still balling, destroying the league. He's only got Stephon, it's just him and Stephon Diggs against the world essentially. Maybe sprinkling a few Dawson Knox touchdowns here. A few Isaiah Hodgins touchdowns there. Maybe Isaiah Kinsey shovel pass over here, but like Lamar Jackson. He's got Mark Andrews and who else? Rashad Bateman, he's been injured. Literally every single year of his career, he's been injured. Mark Andrews, who is, a, he's, a, he's a great tight end, but the, Greg Roman was holding back that passing game of the offense. It's, he got fired for, I don't want to say good reason, but his running game, his, listen, Greg Roman would fit perfectly, perfectly with the Titans, with the Raiders, with the Jets, with the Browns. I mean, the Browns are probably going to go to a more spread offense with Deshaun now. Speaking of Deshaun, I actually just met Deshaun about a week ago, but this is neither here nor there. It's pretty crazy. But man, it, it, I'm sorry for rant. That, it, that was just something that was just getting under my skin. Everybody's talking about how trash these quarterbacks are. And you look at their wide receiver core and got a bunch of Joe Schmoes. That's all we have for this one, folks. Saturday's game should, or games, should be extremely good. But the, the real, the real good stuff, the, the real, the real good stuff is on Sunday. I, I'm, I'm, I'm truly excited for that Sunday slate. I'll see you again to get into those as well. Unfortunately, we can't talk about the Dolphins in that one. But, you know, I'm... I'm sure i'll find a way because i somehow find a way to get it into this one <laughs> we will be talking about the bills though so you know i'm believe me i'm gonna try but as always if you enjoyed leave a like comment and subscribe you can find me on all my other platforms in the description below most importantly stay safe and spread love class dismissed all right kid here's the deal at any given time there are around 1500 aliens on the planet most of them right here in manhattan and most of them are decent enough. They're just trying to make a living. Cab drivers. Well, not as many as you'd think. Humans, for the most part, don't have a clue. They don't want one or need one either. They're happy. They think they have a good bead on things. Well, why, why the big secret? People are smart. They can handle it. If a person is smart, people are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. 1,500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was the center of the universe. 500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was flat. And 15 minutes ago, you knew that people were alone on this planet. Imagine what you'll know tomorrow.